Hello and welcome to episode number 10 of Prosperity by the Pine. I'm your host, Bryce Carter, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, investment management analyst, and self-proclaimed millennial money expert. This is the podcast where we talk about money, investing, business, and life success, all while having a cold beer. I am super excited today. I have a very special guest, Dr. Nicole Wax, who is an absolute badass. She is a very successful businesswoman as well as a orthodontics, orthodontist. And she's going to be talking to us today about how she got started, how she found her passion, which is orthodontics, but also being a business owner. So welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And today we are drinking, we're going to see how this goes, uh, it's Keweenaw Brewing Company Red Jacket Amber Ale. I think this is a, yeah, this is a Northern Michigan beer from the Keweenaw Peninsula. So let's cool. see. Cold beer and hot tea. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like a cold. What a combo. Yeah, nothing like a cold <laughs> beer in the morning with some hot tea and a little bit of uh, a little bit of business talk. Usually, your podcasts are later on, right? Yes. So usually, I do the evening, so that way I'm 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 sharp for my work day. But I, th- we're just having one, so this is going to be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to start with you, I guess, on where the business is now and what took you to where you are now, and and how this all going. So start with where where things are at right now. Um, we're booming. So we've been blessed to um, be a popular choice for orthodontics. Um, people travel, you know, for an hour to come see us. Why do they do that? Well, they hear about us. They hear that we do things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love to talk a little bit about how we do things differently. But, um, yeah, business is really, really good. Okay. I have an amazing team. Um, I focus on, you know, team growth. And it couldn't be going better at less than five years in. We're at like wow. four and a half years in. Oh, wow. That I, I, I had assumed a lot. We were trying to look this up. <laughs> I was just, I had assumed it had been a lot longer than that because your name and presence has been around, which is marketing uh, brilliance, but we'll, and we'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. So are you the only uh, doctor in the office? I'm 100% owner and the only doctor. Okay. But you have a, a pretty big-sized, a good-sized team, right? Yeah, so, we have about 20. 20 people? Mm-hmm. Okay. So break that down for me, I guess, as to the number of people that are working on the business and people that are working on the business of orthodontics. Great question. So um, I have uh, maybe eight assistants, clinical assistants, okay. that are working with the patient side-by-side with me. Yeah. Um, I have maybe four, five, six front office team okay. um, answering phones, insurance stuff, things like that. I have a financial coordinator, um, two treatment coordinators. So when you come in and we go over what treatment's needed, um, all your financial options, um, you know, Invisalign versus braces, all of that stuff, there's two girls that work side-by-side with me to help explain all of that with the patients. Okay. Um, my mom just joined full time. Oh, that's fun. And she's also a badass, which okay. <laughs> I never knew until I'm, you know, yeah. now an adult. Um, hard worker. So I'm really blessed to have her as kind of a more higher management level. Fantastic. And um, on the marketing side, which I know you're very interested probably to yeah. find out, um, there is one full time uh, girl that works with me. Okay. And I've had pretty much for the last two or three years um, one full time person working with me. Okay. Um, everything I want to do. Everything I do, we accomplish together. <laughs> All the other hundred ideas I have, I probably need to hire more to accomplish yeah. it in the timely fashion that I want to. Um, and then I do have uh, more recently um, uh, camera crew and things like that that okay. are now my go-to for that. So they, that's you know something like contractors mm-hmm. that you're doing. Okay. 
So, you know, one of the themes on the uh, on the podcast, and I, I want to get to your backstory in a minute, but just real quick, you know, roughly how many how many patients are you seeing a year, and and I, you know, what's that translate into for orthodontics? Because you know, this isn't a business that's you know, there's not one on every corner, so it's not common knowledge. Like, you know, this is how many patients people are typically seeing, and that kind of thing. Well, we happen to be one of the largest single office, single doctor practices in Michigan. Congratulations. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm very proud of that because we work hard. I couldn't yeah. put a pinch more work, you know, effort into what we're doing, and same with my team. Um, so we are seeing uh, a lot of patients, probably mm-hmm. more than the average, um, but that's why my team's so big to accommodate that. Okay. We just expanded, things like that. So. Lots of patients. Okay. <laughs> so that's the question. That's the answer. Lots. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So one of the themes on the podcast is, you know, uh, finding your, your passion um, and, and achieving that and going after that goal. And, and one of the things that I talk about often is how college is probably not necessary for a lot of people, especially those with an entrepreneurial spirit, because, you, you know, for a lot of things, you don't need it. Obviously, science, technology, medicine, engineering, you need those things. So you needed that for, for your profession, mm-hmm. right? But for the, some of the marketing stuff, I mean, I guess just talk me through your progression. You went to school, and then you got out, and you found this niche in marketing, right? So when did you end up finding out that you were a business owner in addition to being a doctor? So it was pretty interesting because um, my whole life up until, you know, up until four and a half years ago, yeah. I had one goal become an orthodontist. So when did that start though? Was that, I mean, would you, were you a little girl and wanted to be a, well, I had braces when I was 13 Mm -hmm. before I had braces. I did enjoy going to the dentist. The general did enjoy it. Loved it. I would watch, I would ask what's that tool. Oh, how, what are you doing with it? We're Um, working with a sociopath, right? Totally (laughs) strange. Totally strange. Um, so I, I thought I wanted to be a dentist. Yeah. Okay. But then I had braces and I had lots of crowding, needed teeth pulled, things like that. So Mm -hmm. it made a big change in my life and in my confidence, you know, in teenager yeah. years. Um, so that changed into, I want to be an orthodontist okay. at that point. Now, before I went to college, I did sit and I remember, and I kind of have a bad memory or not a bad memory. A, I don't remember all the details of, you yeah. know, when I was growing up, but this yeah. is something that is, um, very clear in my mind. I'm sitting at the kitchen table where my mom still lives in Fenton and I had a paper and pencil. That's when we use, you know, number two pencils. And I wrote down, well, what are all the things I'd be interested in? Mm-hmm. I have orthodontics in my mind. Yeah. Um, wrote that down. I'd love to be a third grade teacher because I have a fond memory of, you know, third grade. And I love children. I yeah. always have. Um, interior design. I like design. Wrote all these things down and ultimately chose orthodontics. I just yeah. wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything. Mm-hmm. So I went to college knowing that's, you know, my, that was my path. Which was good that I knew that because I had to work so hard. Yeah. I'm like naturally a B plus student. Yeah. You have to be an A plus student. Too. That's probably why you're a really good business owner. You know, sometimes, no offense to anybody that gets straight A's, mm-hmm. but it can be tough because it involves uh, A's involve thinking in the box and owning a business involves thinking out of the box. Absolutely. Sorry to interrupt you. No, there. you're good. Yeah. So I had that work ethic. Yeah. It was, yeah, I want to go out and hang out with my friends in college, right? Yeah. And I did that a little bit. My yeah. motto in college was work hard, play hard. Right. Now it's simply work hard. <laughs> um, but anyway, so got through all of that. 11 years of school. Yeah. Wow. That is, so it was that did you do all your schooling in Michigan? Uh, Michigan State, then Ohio State for dental school. Ooh. Had to be top of my class okay. in dental school. And I'm surrounded by a hundred of the smartest people I had ever met. Yeah. And they even told me, You are the hardest worker that they'd ever met. That's grit. 
Yeah. So anyways, then came back to uh, Detroit Mercy for okay. residency. Okay. So opened my business late 2014. Okay. So this is where I, I you know, not that I'm not excited about school, but this yep. is where I'm excited because you opened a business. How did you get this going? I mean, you didn't just rent a building, hang up a sign, and then I hope people started mm-hmm. walking in needing, you know, corrections on their, on, on their teeth, right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, how'd you get it going and off the ground and everything? Well, first of all, um, I did demographic studies. Okay. And just to see what it would come back with. Did you do that internally? You hire somebody out? I hired somebody, and I don't remember the company. Um, I've tried to find it since to actually see the data. But what I do remember, red X's on everything. Um, Mean household income, population, Mm -hmm. surrounding orthodontists. It all was against having a successful orthodontic practice. Here. In 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 Linden, Linden, Fenton, Michigan area. In Linden, yes. So I said, okay, well... My heart's there. That's yeah. where my family is. That's where I grew up. I'm going to do it anyway. It'll be a small boutique, little cute practice, which mm-hmm. I was fine with. I'll work elsewhere and everything will be good. But because I knew what my obstacles were, they were written on paper. I yeah. could start planning how to overcome each obstacle. Okay. Okay. So wh- wh- what were those obstacles and what were your, I mean, what were your steps there? And, and when you open shop, you know, how did you start getting your first patients coming in? Well, I mean, one of the obstacles was that there wasn't a lot of patients or, you know, in the area or, or people, right? Mm-hmm. Population was kind of low in yeah. Linden. And there's so, a lot of you know, other for orthodontists. For those listening all over, I mean, Linden's a, a cute little town. It's 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 semi-rural, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, the nearest big town would be probably Ann Arbor, which is 40 minutes south. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said, well, there's not a lot of people that can choose me, so I better make sure all of them know my name so mm-hmm. that not that they necessarily choose me for orthodontics, but I'm considered. Yeah. So I would go around. I had... I did what I could at that time. I had PowerPoint Mm -hmm. and I made a PowerPoint presentation and I printed it out on my home computer (laughs) or on my home printer. And if I went and got pizza somewhere, I'd walk in, I'd bring my little packet of papers. I'd say, Hey, I'm Nicole Wax. I'm an orthodontist. I'm going to be opening up in Linden. Um, Here's some information about me. Here's a coupon. Um, Everywhere I went, I had that with me and I would introduce myself. Okay. Um, so, I mean, you really started at kind of a grassroots. I mean, mm-hmm. you weren't going big right away. You were just trying to get your name in the community and build relationships and just make it, you know, when it, when it was going to happen, it, they were going to choose you because you were the one there and you were the one that met them. Absolutely. Okay. Um, chamber was also, I got involved with the chamber. Yeah. I went to the networkings. I joined the board. Um, it was a lot of relationship building, which naturally for me, um, or, you know, that came natural to me. Mm-hmm. I don't have a family yet. Can't wait to have lots of kids. Um, so the community to me at, at that time and this time in my life was my family, yeah. my extended family. Yeah. Um, so were these tough years? I mean, the first year, six months, 18 months, was that was that hard? I mean, were you struggling? Yeah, I thought I couldn't be more stressed or busier than I was in school. Yeah. That was not, you know, that, that, <laughs> that wasn't anything compared to owning yeah. a business and owning a business that you want to be the best at what you right. do. So was it, I mean, did you, I mean, was there financial stress at the time and, and in addition to just trying to make sure that your employees, I don't know how many employees you had when you first mm-hmm. started going, were taken care of in addition to just the fear of failing? I mean, what was the, what was, the, I mean, was it all of the three? What was the main stressor at the time? I never worry about failing okay. because if, you know, starting your path, Love if you got to change gears, that's fine. Yeah. Just switch it up. Um, so there was a lot of qualified people that I could have potentially worked with, yeah. but they came with a high, you know, hourly and I didn't need an office manager. I didn't even need somebody with experience because we were going to be starting with one patient, two patients. Yeah. So, um, I hired my niece actually. Okay. And it was me and her mm-hmm. and we worked together and, and learned together. And, um, uh, so 
paying staff wasn't really a big, big thing at that time. I don't stress about finances either because, uh, I have a unique per, uh, perspective on financing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm all debt. <laughs> I paid for all my school. I yeah. have hundreds and hundreds of thousand dollars in debt from school. Yeah. So I started at negative. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I'm in my thirties. I didn't know what money I've never had money. Yeah. So I didn't need it. Um, I lived very, very, um, basic frugally. Yeah. Responsible. Yes. And, um, Oh, where else? What else did you ask? Well, well, yeah, what the main stresses were, because, you know, I think and it may be even for me, I I never talk about my story on the podcast. I want to talk about other people's stories, but I I sometimes forget. And my wife sometimes have to remind me when I come home early on a day and I feel like shit about it is, you know, all the days that I missed where I was driving home at Mm -hmm. 9 p.m. And I was in the middle of the summer and, uh, you know, all my friends were out doing something and I'm driving by people sitting on their porch sipping lemonade or beers. And I forget about those years. Have you, have you started to maybe just, you know, reach a point where you're like, wow, this is, this is really rolling. And you know, it's not so hard anymore. I mean, cause you, you yeah. have a work ethic, so mm-hmm. you're still going to be pushing yourself. I understand that, but I guess just talk about that a little bit. You know, that's interesting. And I think what you're talking about is balance. Yeah. And I don't have balance right now. And I think any newer business owner really is going to be, um, you know, I describe it as a teeter-totter. If you don't have balance, you're probably, if you have balance, you're probably not going to make it. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever you give your, your time, your attention, your energy to the most is going to survive. So if yeah. that's business, that's going to thrive. If it's family, then your family's going to thrive. Yeah. If you have both, which most of us do, you have to continuously shift the balance day to day, week to week, month to month. Mm-hmm. Um, cause if you, if you ignore one for too long, it will suffer. Yeah. So when it comes to balance, I'm like you. If I take a half day off and I'm lounging. Oh, I don't feel guilty about it anymore. But. Oh, I, I do. I do still. And um, I pride myself in how much I can get done in a day. Yeah. But then you are. You're exhausted. You know, so I'm still working on that yeah. part. My perspective changed a lot on that after my daughter was born. Okay. So you get, uh, I have a 14 month old. And if I don't, if I'm not home before six, she's in bed because oh. she refuses to nap. So, <laughs> <laughs> so some days I don't get to see her, which is uh, heartbreaking, but mm-hmm. it, it changes your perspective as yeah. those kind of things go. Do you wish you would have did anything different in the beginning? Because I, most people that I think of, uh, you know, I have some uh, some chiropractic clients, some uh, DDSs, some MDs, and most of them go and work under somebody in the beginning mm-hmm. years. I don't have any um, uh, orthodontic clients, but you guys are a rare breed, right? So, uh, w- I mean, w- do you wish you would have done that or d- done any different steps at the beginning? I honestly don't have any regrets. Okay. I really don't. <laughs> and I did work with somebody else. Okay. When I came out of school, I opened my practice. And I worked at two other offices. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah. So I was seeing patients. Um, and, and at that time, they could schedule whenever they wanted. Oh, because wow. I'm all about convenience. And, yeah. and now they can't schedule whenever they want. But we still really um, focus on convenience, which is why we're open on Saturdays, things like right. that. Right? So, yeah, I would. Um, I had th- was working at three offices, including my own. Okay. Um, I soon dropped one off. And then it was me and another for three and a half years. I did that. Oh, wow. So you were, I mean, were you an employee there or did you yep, have I was an employee. Okay. Yeah. So that's how you were paying the bills as you were mm-hmm. getting this thing off the ground is you're kind of paying your dues. I knew that and, was yeah. coming in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So was that before or the, you know, did you start with somebody else before you opened your own practice for a little while? I mean, were you like a couple months with somebody and then you're like, I'm going to open my own practice in addition or? Um, my practice started really when I was still in residency okay. at Detroit Mercy. Um, I was rehabbing the building mm-hmm. and, um, learning all of that because I had never experienced you know, you, working you, with contractors. Yeah, you own your building in Linden, right? I don't. Yeah. I lease. Most everyone thinks I own it. Okay. I lease. But you're doing a development, right? Yeah. So okay. um, 
you know, hopefully within the next year or so, that will be done. Yeah. It's right across the street. So the, for those that are not local that are listening, is there's this beautiful building going in in Linden, and it's uh, Dr. Wax has, has uh, been working diligently on that, and it's kind of a I, I don't want to say facelift because Linden doesn't really need a facelift. But well, it's it's, it's yeah. replacing the building, the old yeah. Union Block, yeah. the historical Union Block that built down I don't know ten years ago. Yeah, and so there's you know it's it's and you're going to be leasing how many units to various um, three to four depending on the size that the tenant wants. Okay, so it's going to be you and three or four other mm-hmm. units in there. Very, very beautiful-looking spot. So really kind of – that's interesting. So did you get into that as an investment or what, talk about that a little bit? <laughs> okay, so – It is an investing podcast, a little bit. Yes, so. <laughs> that's true. Well, then I'm probably your worst guest because um, <laughs> that no one would develop that property, which is why it's vacant for, you know, now 10, 11, 12 years. Um, it costs, you know – it's not really an investment property. Okay. So I saw that when I was still in school and I talked to the banks and I said, Oh, my vision would be, and I had a you know image in my head. I want to put my practice right on that corner there. Yeah. Uh, they said, well, why don't you find a different spot, work there, gain some patience and some traction, and yeah. then make that a longer term goal. So about a year after practice, I bought the property just to hold it, not knowing what I was yeah. getting myself into. So the banks initially said no. And, yeah. And it was probably a few no's. I only really talked to one. Okay. So, uh, so it wasn't an investment property. So, I mean, was it out of necessity because the practice is growing? You wanted to stay in Linden and there's no other spot, essentially? That's true. Okay. That is true. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering that. I'm thinking 20 people and I'm looking at the, the sizes of the, the, you know, your current office mm-hmm. and the, the building coming in. I'm like, that's got to be a necessity at this point. Absolutely. Um, but it's also, I am very focused on community. I love community. I love making a positive change and impact in the community. Mm-hmm. So, um, it fits perfect with my mission yeah. for my business and my and me personally. So I, I guess talk to me about, you know, because I, I have a slight concern for you that at some point you're going to need the other tenant spaces <laughs> as the business continues to grow. Cause to, so talk to me about the vision, you know, longer term with where do you see Wax Orthodontics five years from now, 10 years from now, and 30 years from now, and you personally? Mm-hmm. So um, I'll be on the second floor of the building that we're building okay. um, with more space than I have now. Yeah. So 3,600 square feet is what I'll have. Yeah. Right now, we just actually expanded a couple months ago into 3,000 square feet, Okay. and that was out of necessity. Yeah. I couldn't even wait a year. We had to expand in the meantime. So um, there's other space on that second floor that if I needed to eventually grow into, I doubt I'll need more than 36. You can accomplish a lot in 3,600 square feet. Um, dream big, dream big. <laughs> but there will be space if I had to. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, uh, you know, it is a great possibility that I'll have more than one office. Okay. Um, and that I'll be able to impact other small towns. So is that something that you've already started to think and plan out, or is that just a longer-term vision? Oh, I'm always thinking and because planning. Because, yeah, usually when always. somebody says, you know, we're thinking <laughs> we might have another office, they already yes. got a town, a building, and something picked out. Right? It's just a matter of making the money work, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have lots of towns that I would love to be in, okay. um, and I do love the small towns like Linden. Yeah. That's where my heart is, where where my efforts can make a big difference for the people there. Right. I'm not going to make a big difference in a big town with other people do you know so that's why I have I'm I feel like I was an underdog yeah growing up and and so I like to these little towns are too yeah yeah. so I want to I want to talk a little bit about um marketing at the end because uh so dr wax has roughly six thousand followers on facebook uh 500 reviews on facebook 400 and something reviews on google uh all five star stuff 
And that sounds more like a trendy new hip restaurant than it does an orthodontics office. So I want to talk about your marketing oh, cool. aspects of that. But I want to talk about for a second, uh, I think I was look, trying to look up statistics on this and I couldn't find anything really recent, but something like 30% of women are in the dentist and orthodontics fields. So, you know, you're in a male dominated industry. Has that caused any challenges for you or is it open up niche? Um, so when I graduated, it's about 50-50 now in the graduating classes. Okay. So, so the better. older population, yeah. are, you know, are more male-dominated. Yeah. So um, I've never thought about gender ever. Okay. But I am in some women groups and, women, you know, women-only yeah. orthodontic groups, and gender comes up a lot. Yeah. And I do see that um, there can be challenges being a woman. I don't feel it. I feel like I'm... Good. hardworking and I can accomplish whatever I want to accomplish, whether I'm male or female. Oh, I, 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 and I couldn't agree with you more. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I like to see is women entrepreneurs, particularly young, you know, this is, I, I'm a millennial, you're a millennial too. And I don't see as many millennial uh, women entrepreneurs as I'd like to, because there's, uh, you know, there, there's so many women out there that are so creative and I just, I want them to take the leap. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, a lot of men are too, right? Mm-hmm. Take the leap, right? You know, you can do it. And so, and you're an example of you were an underdog and it came from a small town and, you know, graduated top of your class. Unfortunately it was Ohio state, but we'll forgive <laughs> you <laughs> and are just a boss. So real quick though, beer, what do you think? Oh, Any yeah. thoughts oh so I haven't far? even tried it. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. So the only time I ever really get to finish the beer on the podcast is when I have a guest because I'm too busy talking. So I understand. <laughs> yes. And I'm engaged in listening to you, so I might not even finish yeah. it. What do you think? It's good. Okay. I like it. It's not bad. I mean, it's an, it's a, it's an amber ale. Typically not my favorite. This is a good, uh, I feel like a good steak beer. Like you could okay. you, you, know, you know, eat a steak with it, mm-hmm. nice and medium rare, poke it in moose kind of thing. But <laughs> I rarely drink beer and I know nothing about it, so I'll take your word for it. <laughs> you take my word for it. Okay. I, I did I did offer to make it vodka on the show for you, but uh, that might be I early. I appreciate word. that. <laughs> so um, let's get in the marketing aspect mm-hmm. of it. Actually, you know, I want to know before we get to the marketing, because that's a big part of this, is your like CEO IQ is what I like to call it, your business owner IQ. How did you develop that? Because I know personally that a lot of my, you know, doctor clients uh, and, uh, and and science clients and technology clients, they don't get a single class mm-hmm. in personal finance, investing, or running the actual damn business. Yeah. So I have people ask me that if I have a business degree, a marketing degree, did I take classes? Yeah. Zero business classes, zero finance classes, zero marketing classes. Okay. All science. So you didn't learn any bad lessons then? Right. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah. Um, so how did I learn? I ask people much smarter than me. That's a theme. We had our last guest uh, talk about that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find the people that are doing it right and ask them how to do it. Absolutely. And I listen to podcasts. Every single morning, I oh, get wow. at least one podcast in because it's an hour while what, I'm, you know. What's your hair. favorite podcast? Entree Leadership. I thought you were going to say this one, but okay. I'll, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> well, I mean, I have been watching yours too. Oh, good. Yeah. Yay. yeah. So, one um, loyal follower right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you listening to podcasts, asking smarter people. So, mm-hmm. talk about the development of those skills and how that all went. I mean, it, it, you, you didn't you didn't do it right away. You didn't know it right away. So, talk about the progression. Um, it's still progressing. So, uh, I have a lot of stuff in my mind and sometimes when it comes out, I say, Oh, that's, that's not how it sounded in my mind. And I hope she didn't take that the wrong way. And I'm also a very quick mover, quick talker, quick mover. But when you have a team that have feelings and things like that, you do have to take that into account. So I'm constantly learning how to be the best leader I can be because if you're not a good leader, you're not going to have a team to follow you in your vision and your mission. Um, so that's where I spend a lot of my time. So do you build a lot of your team around your weaknesses? 
Um, I hire for work ethic and heart. Okay. And I'm the last step of the hiring process. Um, you know, my office manager does a phone call. If you're, if she likes you over the phone, then she's going to meet you. Then you're going to meet the rest of the team on a different day. But you didn't start out that way, right? Cause you had to do everything. Right. So exactly. did you, were you good at hiring? I mean, was it a natural no, skill for you? Okay. I'm horrible at interviewing. <laughs> my dad who uh, started our business, uh, 30 years ago, uh, is the worst person at hiring and firing. I mean, somebody could literally just just never show up, and once they finally showed up, he'd tell them, "You really got to come to work, right. or else I'm going to have to ask you nicely to not come anymore." You know, it's like yeah. he was awful at it until he got my sister to start doing the business management side mm-hmm. of it. Is hiring and firing is a skill, absolutely. And I don't like to hurt people's feelings. I'm very sensitive myself Me too, and um, I don't want to hurt anyone's feeling because I know you know they have qualities whether they match our practice and our yeah. goals or not, and um, yeah, I don't fire anymore. Okay. Because I still want to be their friend when they leave, yeah. you know. And we always are. God I mean, bless, we've had yeah. people that left for different visions and they've come back. Wow. And, you know, that's so. great. That's a good sign of a great culture. So talk to me about some of the marketing stuff that you're doing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know I, I see a lot of your stuff on Facebook, social media stuff. Uh, you're doing a charitable event uh, annually, uh, and which I'd love for you to give a plug to your you know improve a smile improve a life oh yeah. yeah change a life change a smile change a life you are good he yeah. doesn't even have notes by the way so you are a good, you have it, a good memory. sometimes i'm lucky <laughs> um <laughs> so talk a little bit about that and then i think i want to i want to i think you won a award for one of your billboards right yes because i and i very vividly remember it and it just it just pops so just talk about some of the stuff that you got going on and how you came up with it Um, So again, I didn't think about anything business or marketing wise until I, you know, opened my practice. And then my mind just started to explode with ideas. And um, I mean, I can be listening to something totally unrelated to my field or dentistry or anything like that. And um, they say something and then I twist it and I'm like, oh, that'd be awesome for us. You know, so um, it is a bit of a natural ability. Mm -hmm. Um, But. You know, you mentioned change your smile, change your life. Yeah. Okay. So as we've progressed, I didn't have that day one. Yeah. But what I found is my heart is with community and making so a difference. Tell real quick about what, like what mm-hmm. that is. So what that is, is a portion of every single treatment fee is donated back to a local school, charity, or organization. Okay. And we do, we were already doing that. We've yeah. done that since day one. Yeah. Um, we never totaled it up, though. Yeah. So the last two years, we totaled it up. How much are we donating? I mean, people might want to know that. Right. I want to know that. Um, last year, 2018, we donated $57,000 back to our local community. Oh, wow. All from our one office in Linden. And so the and the, this money goes towards, uh, you know, orthodontic care for somebody that has a need? Or what's it going to? Unrelated to orthodontics. Oh, wow. The money comes from orthodontics yeah. and the patients that choose us. But it might be a school teacher that needs help with supplies in their classroom. It might be... Um, you know, we just gave to a, a local charity, very small local charity that helps feed um, families on the weekend. So it's a, it, I mean, it's a variety of really variety. community. Okay. I, I thought it was something to do with somebody that can't maybe uh, afford the, the, you know, the, or doesn't have the insurance to cover mm-hmm. fixing the problem, uh, helping them and instilling confidence. Which we I'm, do that. We do that too. Okay. But this program really is, um, if you change your smile, you're going to change somebody else's life. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So that that's obviously a huge one for you, but I I don't know that you get a tremendous amount of business from that, but you get a tremendous amount of community goodwill, which in turn, you know, you mm-hmm. do the right thing and it starts to come out, right? Mm-hmm. So some of the other marketing stuff you got going on. So you mentioned billboard, mm-hmm. and um, this was a few years ago. Okay. We had a really cool billboard. Uh, it was, um, you know, it was just unique. It was eye-catching. It just popped. Popped. Which one do you remember? Uh, it was a, a black 
uh, drop back and it had a smile with bright red lips. Okay. And, with, yep. and white lettering that just all it said, I think, was Dr. Wax or something mm-hmm. like that. Dr. Wax Orthodontics. Yeah. So the face was kind of um, faded out. Yeah. And it, the lips just popped and the smile just popped. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, yeah, it caught your eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the billboard company actually won an award for that. Okay. And we were honored that our design and that image came from my brain. <laughs> um, and so they got the award, but it was all yep. your idea. That's okay. No, yeah. I mean, it's collaboration. <laughs> I love it. They made it happen. So um, I've since uh, also won an award at that same advertising award. Uh, it's the, the Addies mm-hmm. in Flint. And um, that was for all of our community involvement. And let me tell you, when you're just in the grind day to day for your business, your patients yeah. and other people and other fields and industries notice like yourself, yeah. it makes me, I mean, I just feel honored. Honestly. Well, I, I, I'm glad you do. I just, I, I, I can appreciate really good and creative mm-hmm. marketing. I mean, cause, and so I, that's one thing, but I mean, you have a tremendous, I mean, like I said, your, your, your social media stats sound like a, like a new hip restaurant, right? I mean, they don't sound <laughs> like it, like an orthodontics office. So mm-hmm. how did you build that engagement? And I mean, four and a half years, 6,000 followers, 500 reviews. I mean, holy shit, that's good stuff, mm-hmm. right? How'd you do it? So if you have a business and, and you want to get reviews, you want to grow your clientele. Billboard is going to, and I'm going to go back to that, but yeah. Billboard will, if you do it right, mm-hmm. right? If you do Billboard right, and I'll, I'll talk about what that means to me, you do radio right, mm-hmm. and you do customer service right, they will all pay off, yeah. okay? So Billboard itself, and when I say right, it's got to be eye-catching, unique, clever, um, you know, um, appealing things like that. Right. So I haven't done a billboard in a while because I haven't had another great idea pop in my mind. Okay. So I'm not just going to throw something up there. Yeah. Billboard's expensive and it didn't directly lead to new patients. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, but people see it and they still bring it up, which is why I think it was worth it. So for the brand recognition, it's worth it. Yep. But as far as a ROI, maybe not. It wasn't for me. Okay. Um, but I would never discourage somebody from doing it yeah. because of the brand recognition. Well, you got to try stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Radio, um, in my industry, people always say, say, you know, radio doesn't work Yeah. for me. It works because we're not talking about get your teeth fixed. And in this, yeah. we're talking about what, you know, what we do even outside of orthodontics, our passions, the community, giving back our right. events. Yes. Teeth too, but not just, you know, I want your business. It's why it benefits you. Right. Okay. We're your retainer. So your teeth don't shift. Things so like that. You're, you're, you're expressing a value add there, not a solution to a problem. Yes. Right. And so the, the big thing, so radio has worked for you. Well, you think you get direct business as a result 100%. of that. Wow. Interesting. hundred percent. So what about social media? Have you found a decent ROI there? Or is that more about building community? around your patients it's mainly that okay um we do have people that find us through facebook mainly because they're saying what orthodontist should i go to Mm. they might get let's say 50 comments were mentioned you know 30 out of 50 times so you find people are using facebook for that as opposed to searching google and reading reviews they do both and we hear both but i i see our name pop up because people are tagging us because of that question i see that a lot yeah, is is more, you know, my daughter went here and mm-hmm. then they, they send a link back. And if you get 37 people that do that on one post, mm-hmm. they may they yeah, may pick you. Yeah, that's where yeah, the odds are. I mean, right? And they might go they yeah. might check out a few places. Yeah. Right. But the way we treat them and the way um, our customer services in the office, you walk in, it looks like a, a cool coffee shop. Yeah. And we get, am I in the, am I in the right spot? <laughs> and I want them to feel that way. Right. I don't want it to be stuffy dentistry, um, you know, 
I want it to be a friendly environment for the little kids that are coming in with Big Brother yeah. and the parents. Yeah. Um, so, and the only reason people are going on, taking their time to recommend us to other people posting on Facebook is because of the experience they They've have in the office. They've been so happy with your services that yeah. you are naturally referable. So if you own a business yeah. and um, you want people to recommend you, you can't just... You can't just put the radio out or, or go to the events. They have to feel that when they're in your office. Right. So you have to make sure your whole team is delivering that. So it's a cohesive message that you're – and I, I watched the, the video on your homepage, and you talk about how you guys have core values very clearly defined, and every morning before mm -hmm. work starts, you guys sit down and review those, mm -hmm. right? So every morning, you guys, you guys are like – I don't want to say a boiler room, but like boiler rooms have a pet meeting every meeting, right? We're like, okay, this is what we're doing today. And you guys are doing the same thing every day. We're taking care of our customers today, right? And that instills a culture in your business. And correct me if I'm saying anything wrong here, that has led to you to be extraordinarily referable. Mm -hmm. And the number one core value and the, the thing we talk about most um, on top of our goals and things like that, right, which I think you should be focusing on certain goals, whether it's we want to get ask five people for reviews today, just mm -hmm. ask them, right, um, is exceptional, over-the-top, and unexpected customer service every single time, every single patient. We want them to leave our office feeling better than they did when they walk in. That has nothing to do with our service of orthodontics. Right. Um, it's when, when family's waiting in the waiting room for their 20-minute appointment while kids in the back, that front desk is connecting with them, um, you know, making them feel worthy. We've had, we've had um, parents that have been with us a long time, and at first they're always, they always seem kind of down or grouchy even, and why can't I get that after-school appointment? And maybe they're upset, right? Yeah. After a year of us just being us and being there for them and, and trying to do our best, they break down. <laughs> they will cry to us. They will tell us everything going on in their life. Because you've built that community and trust and relationship. I mean, I got chills right there. That's and you know who's, who's having those conversations? My team. That's yeah. not, I'm actually not having those particular That's conversations. Amazing. Well, and I, was, I got to thinking about that as I was brainstorming with my marketing team is how in, in the hell did an orthodontics office build this amount of community around their patients? And I'm thinking, you know, I go to my dentist once every six months for a cleaning, but I'm not there every three months for an adjustment mm -hmm. for four years of my life or however mm -hmm. long, right? And that's what you have is you have that recurring community where they're coming in regularly and you're building those relationships mm -hmm. with them. And obviously you guys do a great job at it. That's why you've, you've, you've risen to the success level that you're mm -hmm. having. So I guess wrap up by just giving a couple pieces of advice on people that didn't go to school for business but are starting one mm -hmm. some one really really good marketing idea we can take away and then tasting notes on the beer <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh just one honestly um it's where my mind is right now so be the best version of yourself and instill that in your team that really is the best authenticity uh, authenticity and you might not have a passion for community right that mm -hmm. may not be you but find something that you're passionate about you're passionate about beer right I, I, yeah, beer. What else yes. are you passionate about? Uh, hunting, fishing. Um, you know, I'm a, I, I love spending time with my daughter. Uh, I am a huge movie nerd. I love me mm -hmm. some, uh, comic book movies. So, so, you know. and, and here you are, you love beer. <laughs> this is helpful, right? For your business. Tremendously. And the other aspect of this is I, so I wanted to do this podcast because of the authenticity. I get to be raw. We, we do this all in one cut. There's no editing involved mm -hmm. to stuff that we say. So I wanted a chance to muse the thoughts of a financial planner uh over with business leaders right mm -hmm. so so find your passion and incorporate it in your business because that's authenticity you yeah. like hunting you do hunting things re revolving around your business right yeah. invite the local hunters over for you know a hunting party and give back to the hunting community and um, people only want to help 
you if you're helping them. Right. And you, yeah, I, I, I can't stress that enough. I think the, the authenticity matters so mm-hmm. much. And you can you can see it resonating off of you, and you can see it resonating off of me if I'm in camo or if I have a right. beer in my hands. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so. And I would say if you're looking for marketing ideas, yeah, I spent 45 minutes on a stage talking to orthodontists, rattling off all of these things I've done. I put together a yeah. presentation, and they were just draw jaw drop, like, oh my gosh, I love all of these ideas. I'm going to do them all. Um, Start and- somewhere. Start somewhere. Yeah. Follow me on Facebook. You'll see all the events we're doing. That's how you got the uh, the followers. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, because you know I just started getting into the podcast world. Yeah. But um, no, I'm serious. Follow me on Facebook because you'll see. I mean, we don't hide anything. I'm yeah. not worried that the next orthodontist over is going to see what we're doing. I don't care. If was, I hope they do it too because it's going to be fun. There's plenty of business for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. So last thing, notes on the beer. I know you you haven't you haven't drank too much of it. I appreciate you having this for me i'm gonna drink my tea all right fair enough so i'm gonna wrap up with dr wax i think we got a tremendous amount of great information from somebody that's super authentic has been there has done it um so i'm gonna encourage you to follow her facebook page follow uh follow are you on any other social media platforms instagram my instagram i would say is not as impressive as facebook but um again we're always a work in progress yeah something to work on Mm -hmm. and uh don't forget to subscribe uh to prosperity by the pint itunes spotify youtube we're everywhere you listen so thanks and cheers thank you i'll be listening (laughs)